pop-up radio episode four, roll cameras, and roll tape. Welcome back to Pop-Up Radio, a podcast hosted by me, Eric Warden, a.k.a. Bob FM Morning Guy, a.k.a. Husband to Julianne, Father to Andrew, Peyton, and Colby, and Dirks the Friendly Beagle. I am a lover of cool music, cool stuff, and our cool community. Pop-Up Radio originates from a mobile studio, a 1972 Airstream Ambassador, International Land Yacht. That's right, Yacht Rock at its best. At least that was the plan for me and my silver bullet to travel around and interview interesting folks, musicians, artists, local business people, entertainers, world leaders. Hey, you never know, because everyone has a story. COVID put a delay on the in-person portion of our early shows, But I wanted to test the waters a bit, so I'm trying a multimedia approach that includes not just in-person interviews, but interviews via phone, Zoom, Twitch. Hey, I'm open to streaming. After all, I've been on the air for a lifetime. I should also be streaming. Put them together, you're air streaming. Get it? (laughs) Pop-up is all about spontaneity. And for my next guest... I'm going to introduce you to a young man who I discovered recently during a spontaneous web search for possible songs about Bob Ross, famed PBS TV show host of The Joy of Painting. Yes, that Bob Ross. Big smile, big afro, and painter of happy little trees. This is how I discovered American YouTube star Charlie Green, or as he is musically known, CG5. Charlie has way more followers on YouTube than the likely combined listenership of my entire radio career. You might say that finding CG5 was a happy accident, but I think it was all part of the big plan. We'll connect with our special guest in a couple of minutes. First, here's the tune that led me to Charlie. And as you might have expected, it's called Bob Ross on Pop-Up Radio. Sometimes you learn more from mistakes than you do from trying so hard. Anytime you make a mistake before you get upset with it, look at it. Sometimes those mistakes turn into be the best learning devices we have.
That's CG5 with Bob Ross on Pop-Up Radio. (laughs) Fun stuff, right? Look, when I started to do some research about CG5, I really wanted to know why a really young artist, I could see his pictures, the guy looked young, maybe even in his late teens, how somebody that young would even know who Bob Ross was, much less be moved to write a factual, appreciative, and modern pop ode to the man who passed away five years before Charlie was even born. I captured some of his thoughts through the magic of Zoom. We'll be on the lookout for some pop-up radio video coming to YouTube and Facebook. It's my pleasure to introduce you to Charlie Green. I'm literally making a thumbnail for a video that's about to go out as we speak. Ready. Welcome to my show. Thank you for having me, Eric. I appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, Charlie Green, where are you? First of all, let's get the Charlie Green story. Uh, where do you live, Charlie? I'm in Arizona um, mm-hmm. in the Phoenix area, and it's very, uh, it's actually probably the best uh, weather in U- the United States right now. Yeah, we're missing a big one. Uh, we've had some East Coast storms, of course, that have moved up, but we're right on the ocean, and we've had some snow. Have you ever been to Virginia? Actually, I lived there when I was. Um, five years old and for a couple of years uh it was pretty awesome how long have you been in arizona i've been in arizona for longer for sure um ever since i was 12 years old i moved in with well i mean i was a child so obviously i was living with my family um i was living with my family from in arizona from 12 to 19 um and then i went on a religious mission to minnesota and then came back and they went back to Missouri, which is where they were before Arizona when we moved to the first time to Arizona. And so I found myself in Missouri again for another year. And so I went back after that year of being in my family's home. And I lived there for one year until my family, okay, you know what? I'm here for, I I love Arizona. I can't explain exactly how long I've been here, but I love it. 
Way better explain, than every other place I've been to. We should explain Charlie's family is not a military family. Around here, there's military bases everywhere in Hampton Roads, Virginia. It's the biggest naval base ever. And uh, so you got a lot of people transplanting back and forth. And you're not a military family. You're folks uh, in the education field. Your dad's an educator? My dad is, um, he's a principal at uh, Lumos Arts Academy, which is a private school for the arts. He was cool. very inspired to put that school together because of me. Um, because I have always been into music ever since I was a kid and I was never able to, you know, expand in my arts very much unless I was on my own, but like in a, in a school environment, I had maybe theater video production classes, but I am a connoisseur of music production and, and writing music. And there was never anything like that for for any kind of school that I went to. And so my, my dad was very inspired to put a school together like that for the students that would, that could be more fortunate than I was to learn in the arts. How old are you, Charlie? I am 22. And how long have you been on YouTube? I've been on YouTube since I was 13, basically. Um, been posting for quite some time because I've always loved YouTube and I've always wanted to I always wanted to be a YouTuber when I was a kid. Honestly, if I wasn't going to be a YouTuber, I was going to be a musician or a less famous singer or a popular producer. And then I decided to bring that all together on yeah. YouTube. And as a child, I met that dream out of, out of nowhere, but it was pretty cool. I'd say you've given people more than ample opportunity to feel like they get to know you from your most recent uh, tour through your new home to uh, the videos you do, uh, even the ones that aren't related necessarily to a, uh, a tune that you've written. Charlie's uh, got a lot going on up in his head. And I, I think that's what drew me to you in the sense that I only found you on a fluke as we got into this. Uh, <laughs> we, talk about, we talk about, you know, uh, Bob Ross, who doesn't love Bob Ross. And, and I, find, yep. I find this song, but what's surprising is that this young man is singing about about Bob Ross. And why would a guy who I come to find out is in his young 20s even care about Bob Ross? So I'll ask you that to start. Why would you be so inspired about somebody whose peak in life was and life itself was so long ago, even though he's iconic and you see his his wild hair everywhere, his big afro and everything, <laughs> his kind view on the world? I was touched by that. Plus, I was moved by just how good, to use an overused phrase, radio friendly, your song was tell me about that i think um i've been watching bob ross for quite some time especially recently more like maybe two and a half years ago i started watching him a lot more i really appreciated him for being able to inspire people in his generation to chase the arts in the way that they they could and bob ross had this kind of platform that was similar to YouTube at the time where he was on TV and that was like the only, you know, cool thing um, in media. Yeah. Television was the hype. I, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm pretty sure. And that was basically the children's at the time's internet. And they mm -hmm. were very, and I'm sure that like everyone that watched him, even today, they were very inspired I am very inspired by him. 
it's so satisfying to watch him paint so fast and be able to come out with something great and make it seem like anyone can do it. And honestly, anyone can do it. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't mean anyone should, but, <laughs> <laughs> but the way he does it is so incredible to watch. And I love, I love how much he inspires everybody and inspires me. I should say huh. inspires me to chase my arts and, I did the way I wrote my song about him was I did as much research as I could because um, I researched my projects all the time. But with Bob Ross, it was pretty simple for me to be like, he's a painter. He's inspired me. He inspires millions. Uh, he inspired millions at his time. And because of that, it's, it's the song is self-explanatory. Mm -hmm. just, just happy little trees, happy accidents, references. I love referencing things in my music, and that was no exception. Does the fact that you also have wild hair, is that a parallel you might have with Bob Ross? Because I got to say, it's one of your finest features. <laughs> I don't know if I, it's as fine as Bob Ross's hair, but uh, we'll go with that. Yeah, sure. It's, it's, pretty it's, so, big. Many, it's so many curls. <laughs> <laughs> so you talked about how many millions he affected. At age 22, how many millions are you being seen by on a regular basis? Uh, 1 million viewers per day on YouTube with how many followers, uh, over 3 million subscribers on YouTube. Um, almost 1 million on TikTok. Um, I have a second YouTube channel of which I do some kind of like YouTube traditional kind of stuff, like try not to laugh challenges and, and funny things, um, that has almost 500,000 subscribers. Wow. And you know, I, I, I spread my reaches. You debuted as Charlie Green. You uh, switched it up mm, five years ago or so to the CG5. I know what that you means. You do your research. Yeah, I do my research. You go ahead and tell everybody what CG5 is all about. Charles Green the fifth. I am the fifth generation in my family of Charles Green. My dad is basically CG4, you mm -hmm. could say. And mm -hmm. my deceased papa on my dad's side is... Is CG3 and then so on and so forth. So you became CG5. You gave me a little bit of a tour the other day when you and I first chatted about doing this and you gave me a little bit of a tour through your house and it's obviously online as well. So you can see the big yes. logo that, that came up with. I mean, it's pretty darn amazing. I'm, I'm curious though, with those artists that you saw on the, on the hallways, the people like Journey, uh, the Michael Jacksons, ELO, I was pretty impressed. Mm -hmm. Those are some big names. Uh, how did you get exposed to them in the first place? Because again, there's a lot of youngsters who don't know who the Red Hot Chili Peppers are. I mean, it just right. is the truth. So where did that inspiration come from? Did that come from your folks? It came from specifically from my parents. My dad always shuffled. I, there's actually a tape um, of me when I was about like one years old. And it was just me crawling around as a baby, you know, and my dad was playing Frank Sinatra by Cake was playing in the background. <laughs> what a great song. Yeah. And so <laughs> that was one of my. Yeah. Exposure. Exactly right. First exposure to yeah. uh, 90s music. And then I got and then my parents got me into 80s music and all that kind of stuff. Have you ever I, listened to the music of Howard Jones? I can see a parallel. Absolutely. Freaking absolutely. On my playlist, like to get to know you well is on my what playlist. What a great track. That is an outstanding. And the thing is, he was so ahead of the curve. 
There were others yes. that were doing synthesized stuff prior, but the 80s synth movement, while everybody adopted it, there were few people like him and Thomas Dolby who actually knew what the heck they could do with the exactly. sound. Exactly. You are speaking my language and most people do not. I've been around. Least. I've been around. <laughs> but then on the other side of things, if you look further into the, and for those who are just joining us on pop-up radio, we're talking to Charlie Green, CG5. And a huge YouTube star, which is crazy just to imagine. There are so many artists out there trying to get seen and noticed. And you've done it all on your own in such a unique way. And you're so young. Uh, But people like Perry Grip, again, a name that a lot of people don't know. But I know anybody. Yeah, of course you do. Because space unicorn soaring through the stars, baby monkey, all these things. You also have that ability to take a meme or a current pop culture thing or a commercial and turn it into a song that is basically very humorous. And with the connections, it sounds like, or see that I see that you've made already through animators and whatnot, you're able to digitally edit great videos, putting together stuff with, with real substance. I mean, I, those kind of artists, Perry grip is somebody who's probably made a great, great deal of money on YouTube mm-hmm. as well, as well as working for Disney and stuff like that. But I mean, where did you get the inspiration to go like into the animation side or the, the video game thing? I'd never heard of Freddie Fazbear until my, <laughs> my granddaughter who turned 11 yesterday and Asher loves Freddie Fazbear. And she did this mock-up of his head on her head as a big mask. And I had to ask her dad, well, who is that? And, uh, you know, so I find out then, but I see your video and I went, oh my God, she would love this. So where did your connection with the gaming community come in? <laughs> So YouTube is all about gaming nowadays, gaming and animation, uh, you know, short meme videos, short animation, meme videos, short animations, all that kind of stuff. And I thought of melding all that together, melding what already works on the Internet, which is animation and gaming. That's the biggest thing on the Internet on YouTube ever. And so I combine those things. I go with what's current, such as Five Nights at Freddy's. It's always been current, to be honest, but I've always been making Five Nights at Freddy's songs for like three years or four or something like that. And um, today I am actually just about to post a song about Cuphead because there's a new there, there's this game called Cuphead. It's a very difficult game. They're making a new sh- they made a new show that's going on Netflix, that is on Netflix today. And I decided I would make a song about Cuphead so that I could hit the curve of today because there's going to be a lot of people looking at Cuphead today and tomorrow and the day after. It's going to be a whole weekend of Cuphead. I know it is. And so I'm 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 striking it while it's hot. I actually did kind of that with uh, Among Us, this game that blew up in 2020. Totally. uh, And it was huge for a year and a half. And during the beginning of that, I hadn't even touched the game yet. I just did research, saw an imposter among us, basically just, you know, put, read it up, you know, and uh, saw what it was all about. But I never played the game yet because wow. I wasn't interested yet enough. And I have only played the game like three times at this point, but I knew that that was the biggest thing right now. So you ended up getting all these hits because of the timing of it all. And the same thing is going to happen with Cuphead. What does that mean to you monetarily? Everybody out there knows that these YouTubers are making crazy, I mean, money that you couldn't imagine. Is that the case (laughs) for Charlie Green? Um, Let's just say that I'm about to pay off my car after like 
maybe a year. And it's a really nice car. It's an Audi S5 2017 that I had bought a very good deal actually for about 30K uh, or almost 40K at the time. And it has a V6 twin turbo and it has, I tuned it to have 400, 430 horsepower on it. And um, I uh, customized the car to have a custom speaker system that was tuned perfectly to me. And the interior is, I made the interior red, uh, stitched leather. And then the exterior of the car is uh, matte navy. So I put vinyl all over the car. And then I bought a new home. Now I bought a, not a new home, but I bought a home uh, last year that I customized entirely to be my own house. And um, I always been looking for my dream studio and I put this together. Um, and this room also doubles as a theater. Sure. And uh, this, so the screen drops in front of the oh, desk. Oh, I've seen it. It's massive. Yeah, he's got three, yeah. he's got rooms for two guests and their cup holders and everything. They recline. And yeah, it's just, uh, you're living the dream, I guess. You know, I'm not going to ask specifics, but obviously it's hard for us who've been on the earth a little bit longer to try to figure out how that can be monetized. <laughs> yeah. Even, even when you look at things like this, you know, me doing a, a, a podcast after being a broadcaster for decades. Yeah. I've had a, bl a blast. I've made fairly decent money, but nothing like what some of these folks like you are doing. And it's all about, again, the timeliness of releasing certain things. I noticed beyond your work, you've done some collaborative stuff. You like doing collabs with people. I love collabing. Actually, I recently collaborated a few months ago. I collaborated with um, a YouTuber slash streamer named Tubbo, who is huge in the Dream SMP. He's connected to creators like Tommy Unit, Dream. Um, he has a huge community, and I was able to um, collaborate with him. He actually asked me at one point. He was like, "Teach me how to make a song." He just basically direct messaged me. He was like, "Teach me how to make a song," and then we went from there, and we put together this song life by the sea and um it did very well and i was able to work with tommy in it as well later on in the future you know uh, connecting to all these different creators the thing with uh the internet and to be able to do well is it's all about connections if your personality isn't incredible or something like that um or people it's really hard for people to get to know you because you're hiding underneath you know, some cover of not being known, you know, it's really difficult to get known. And it's really, really important to spread your connections as much as you can, mm -hmm. um, whether they be big or small, everything counts in large amounts by Depeche Mode. I and um, I play it all the time on my show. It's all like that. You know, collaboration is really important. And one day I, I, I hope to collaborate with artists like Charlie Puth or, maybe post Malone, you know, those big artists, I, sure. I, I intend to grow even more. I just love music and I want to be able to keep spreading my wings and collaborate with more people. Your mother, cool. your mother, your manager, which I thought was funny. When I went to reach out to Charlie first, I got a call from his manager and it <laughs> turned out to be his mom, but she ended yes. up dropping, dropping a name. And I gather that uh, you guys have possibly reached out to uh, David Archuleta, who I thought actually was a very talented a uh, guy from uh, from the American Idol series and whatnot, very talented uh, and gifted singer. You you won't have a shortage of people to work with because they'll want to work with you. It's obvious your energy is is just contagious. Uh, your collaboration on Bohemian Rhapsody I thought was really cool. Oh, that with, cover with Caleb. Tell me about that. It's got you know four different artists. I don't know who they are, but you're one of these images. 
uh, kind of in that uh, the Beatles almost shadow photo of uh, of Queen doing Bohemian Rhapsody, and it's really beautifully done, and it's a tough tune. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, that's that's all Caleb's doing. He um, is a cover artist that got big off of well covers. And um, the other artists on that video are also cover artists like Anna Pantsu and uh, Jonathan Young. Um, and I've been friends with Caleb for quite some time now. And we've always collaborated and done covers together. And I, I figured uh, that I'd ask, like, if you ever do another collab cover, then I'd love to have a good part in it. And then he showed me this Bohemian Rhapsody cover and it was uh, love at first sight. It was awesome. And I loved singing that song. I always love singing that song. I can do the whole for me, for me. I can do that false. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't try just now, but like I can do it. I swear. <laughs> I believe you. So are there royalties that have to be paid when a cover artist does something like that? They're making money on YouTube clicks. I got to think that the artists also get a cut. Yes, absolutely. I commission them. Uh, sometimes when I'm producing closely with somebody, I give them a revenue share, uh, upfront amounts, all those kind of money things. It's very important that, you know, everyone gets paid for their work. You know, some people, they'll try to uh, leverage their platform for just exposure and then get free work out of them. The way I started working with people was I didn't really have very much money um, to get started with people. Um, and so I had to, you know, uh, pay people just a little bit less, but as much as I could. Um, I remember one of the first projects that I did with full animation on the program called Source Filmmaker. Um, I had paid an animator named Axie, uh, who is a very, very good friend of mine now. Um, at the time, I paid him uh, $250 for the video, hmm. which was a good price for a source filmmaker video at the time for me to be able to pay at least. And then honestly, later on in the future, I felt like I, I should give him just a little extra money because I could, um, there was no contract behind it. And I was just like, okay, just here's a little extra money for your work. I know you've been working very hard and I, maybe I paid you not enough at that time. Uh, that's all I could do, but now I can give you a little bit more. You know, I don't do that with everybody, but like, it's very important to pay people what they deserve in video work because they work just as hard as I do, um, if not harder. With so many followers and you creating so much, I mean, the word is content, but I mean, to me, why you wouldn't be on the radar of John Lasseter at uh, Pixar, I have no idea. Is that something you'll, I'm curious about what the next chapter will be for Charlie Green. Will CG5 ever do a live show is it going to be always just stream dream charlie or are you going to end up uh doing a full album release will you be on vinyl will we, we be able to see you in person will you join a group uh of others like you and form something else what what's on your your short list of you know i can't say what's what are you going to be in five years but what what's next for charlie <laughs> get married <laughs> seriously yes i really want to be married someday, not just be married, but find my best friend, the love of my life. That's very important to me and that I can marry and then be with forever and for time and all eternity and have, and have children and do all those things. You know, mm -hmm. I, I think family is very important to me. My mom is my best friend. My family is my rock. And, um, 
I'm, I, I'm following you. And I know that, you know, by talking to your mom and also by watching, you know, your, your over the rainbow fail video, <laughs> she's a lovely woman. She's got a lovely voice. I can see why Absolutely. she's part of your rock. And I know because of my conversation with both of you that you're talking family, but I also know you're talking about faith. And I'd like to talk about that just for a sec, because, you know, you are a very faith filled young man and I am a Christian. I, I have always tried to live that good life. And, and yet, you know, being in commercial radio, secular radio, I've had enough people who are, you know, not quite as open-minded and have just basically, Hey, Eric, how come you're not working in Christian radio? Where does your art overlap most with your faith? So I'm thankful for the opportunity that I have to be able to basically work for myself, to be mm-hmm. a CEO of myself and do a lot of cool things with my music and, and not have like somebody, you know, like a label uh, hold me back from releasing something at a certain point. I can release uh, songs as quick as possible, really, if I want to, and nobody can tell me different. I'm grateful for that. And I'm grateful, I mean, for this whole career because, I mean, Heavenly Father put all these different opportunities to be able to grow. In my religion, in the Church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints, we believe in agency and accountability, that we are free to make the decision on whether or not we do the right thing or the wrong thing, Mm -hmm. according to our standards. Um, Some people think that that we just, we can't do certain things. We can't drink coffee. We can't drink tea. And to that, I say, we won't drink tea. We won't drink caffeine. We won't uh, have sex before marriage. We won't do all those different things that could be differently viewed in other places in the world and in other people. And my faith is really important to me because it keeps me grounded, because it keeps me working towards something other than just my work. Mm-hmm. That's why I say family is so important to me because family in the grand scheme of things for me to be able to see Heavenly Father again and be with the love of my life forever and have a family and do all according to what Heavenly Father wants from me, mm-hmm. wants me to do and is, is rooting for me constantly. I have to have faith all the time, even when things are difficult. Music is my rock, but faith is an even bigger rock. Awesome. That is a, uh, that is a to use your word, grounded. Uh, and there are a lot of kids your age that uh, are not so much. So I, I can appreciate that very much. You kind of remind me of somebody who could also do, uh, you know, the musicals, Broadway. Uh, I don't know if you've seen Tick, Tick, Boom yet, but it's the story. I have. You. Jonathan Marson, so you know, when, when he hits, do you ever hit uh, writer's block? I love the part where it's like, I I'm having a hard time with this song. Normally I can just look at sugar and I can write a song about sugar. And when I thought about our conversation, I thought that's Charlie. I'll bet you anything. He could just give him an idea and bam, next thing you know, again, do a little research and boom. Yeah. Currently I'm actually working on a song about a, um, <clears throat> a creator named Quackity who has a character on this big uh, Minecraft YouTube thing, Twitch thing mostly actually, called uh, the Dream SMP. This is a sur- survival multiplayer server that a bunch of big creators come together and they play in the server and they create, you know, role play stories, kind of like Dungeons and Dragons, but in mm-hmm. Minecraft. 
Um, everybody has different characters and the, they, when they stream these stories, they do very well. And um, I love these stories that they create too. They give a basis for the songs that I can create as well. And so when we're talking about uh, this new Quackity song that I'm making um, about his character, I have been focused a little more on certain elements to make it more musical, to make it more kind of combining elements of maybe a little bit of flamenco um, with Broadway, kind of bringing those together and also pop, you know, putting it all together to make sure that everybody can enjoy the song in a different way. And I'm really focused in on that, that project at the moment. And so I'm giving it a little bit more time than others, but with show yourself, which is my biggest uh, video on YouTube and my among and my first among us song, I had a basis of, you know, imposter among us and mafia and all that research that I did. And I wanted it to sound like Michael Jackson. I wanted it to sound funky. I used a little bit of, um, I was inspired by some of his melodies in his songs, like from off the wall, rock with you. And I was inspired by all those things. And because I had all that knowledge and those melodies in my head, chord progressions that people have used in the, in the past and the songs, basically just all the songs that exist in the eighties, I have all those just locked in my brain. And because I do, it really moves things along because I know what sounds good. I know that this worked and I know that it's going to work in the future now because it worked before and everybody loved it. I'm sure that if I were to like listen to Don't Stop Believing constantly, I would try to kill somebody because, oh my gosh, <laughs> that melody is toxic. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. And there are so many good melodies in 80s. I could rant constantly about Tears for Fears, ELO, Duran Duran. Oh my gosh. I love yeah, yeah. Billy Joel. Phil Collins. Oh my gosh. Phil Collins. Is I'd like to hear you do a cover version of Mad World. Adam Lambert's version that he did on, uh, on, yeah. on, on Idol, I thought was phenomenal. But I love, I love what you're doing with your stuff, your voice. Uh, you know, you've got a lot of range, and I think that's awesome. And for those who have, are just joining us near the tail end, I know I don't want to keep you all day. So uh, we'll chat again. Charlie Green has been our guest. CG5 is his uh, uh, identity, I guess, on, uh, yes. on YouTube at this point. But uh, he's done some great collaborative stuff. And I think on uh, the audio portion of this, I'm going to have to turn everybody on to a tune that I think is, again, very radio friendly. It's uh, also a collab. I'm not sure who Oreo is, yep. but uh, yeah, I fall apart sometimes and it's a well done video. It's a very well crafted song. And Thank we're going to uh, we're going to wrap up, I think, with that. But uh, when you do go to YouTube and you find CG5, make sure and check out even something recent like NFT Man, just to give you an idea of how <laughs> how Charlie is plugging into current things that people are talking about and even though he's likely not to have any nfts he knows enough to sing about <laughs> it in a very creative way have you had a good time on pop-up radio absolutely you had a lot of good questions for me and uh, i was i wasn't concerned about it because you're a freaking radio host <laughs> well i'm not a uh, a geek in the sense that i know you probably talk to a lot of really awesome game literate geek it's a good word for me i like people who are smart i like people who uh collect a lot of uh, data and info and yet can collate it into something that's uh, that's memorable. And I think you do a really good job of that. And at age 22, I just got to again tell you, I'm just really, really impressed, man. I look forward to hearing the future chapters of Charlie Green. I look forward to what comes next. I don't know. What's your favorite color? <sighs> Honestly, the combination between red and blue, not purple, red and blue. 
but it's definitely not green. Not green. No, okay. <laughs> not yet. At least Charlie green. Thank you very much for your time. I'm going to, I'm going to have to ask you to do a, a theme uh, for pop-up radio. It deserves something fun. Maybe Elfman esque, although it's, it needs to be Charlie CG five esque. You have yourself a great day. Okay, man. Thank you too, Eric. I fall apart sometimes. I've got no one to please. But at the very same time, I don't know what I need. Holding on to jealousy for the whole of my lonely life. It's forever that I can't see clearly, no. with a great new pop collaboration with Oreo called I Fall Apart Sometimes. I hope you get to work one day with Charlie Puth, my friend. Thanks for joining me on Pop-Up Radio. And listeners, I hope you enjoyed episode four of Pop-Up Radio. My special guest, Charlie Green of CG5. You can subscribe to his YouTube channel, but you'll also find him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and he streams, yes, on Twitch. Pop-Up Radio wouldn't be a reality, by the way, without the help from some very good friends, including Randy Thomas and the Vanguard Brew Pub and Distillery. Let's make some dates with some of your coming headliners, my friend. Mike Amos and the staff at Guy's Upholster for doing such a killer job on the Airstream Studio luxury renovations. And by the Fish and Pig Norfolk, proudly offering amazing food, beverage, sports, live music, not to mention... Hampton Roads exclusive retailer for Guitar by Game Warden. Yes, shameless plug. I, I do have a display there and uh, of my art that I make out of guitars. Guitar. Anyway, you can also find more on that on Facebook at Game Warden Guitar. I'd also like to thank Lori Thiessen of Yorktown, a local media buyer who I work with even to this day. That just happened to have an Airstream trailer when I reached out a few years ago and was sharing my wacky idea of actually finding one for this pop-up radio dream. 
So what's next for Pop-Up Radio? I'm trying to track down some amazing moments with Rock Hall of Famer guitarist Jeff Skunk Baxter. His career moments with Steely Dan, Doobie Brothers, and tons of other highlights, but also of his connection to the 757. Also, Eisner award-winning comic artist Mike Allred. The Eisner is the Oscar of those who make comics, and Mike is one of my very first childhood friends. He's a recent artist of note for Marvel's Silver Surfer, or you may be aware of his Madman character, often seen on Big Bang Theory at their favorite comic shop. And an L.A. band that needs to come to the Commonwealth to share their fusion of soul, jazz, and deep funk. I can't wait to introduce you to Miles Tackett of Breakestra. If you got a suggestion for Pop-Up Radio, drop me a note if you would, please. Pop-Up Radio Podcast at gmail.com. Or you can catch me at gamewardenatme.com. Again, G-A-M-E-W-O-R-D-E-N at me.com. Look for Pop-Up Radio on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And please like, subscribe, share, yell out the car window. Hey, check out Pop-Up Radio! Just let me know you're there and that you want to hear and see more. Pop-Up Radio theme music is called Keep Off the Rocks by Drew Armstrong and the Radio Room. I'm Eric Warden, reminding you to keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for guitars. See you later, Casey. See you later, Eric. Bye-bye.